Hello, everyone. This is Myra with Holly Pilly's Everyday Ayurveda and Yoga Podcast. It's lovely to be here with you. I hope you've been exploring freedom for yourself this year. It's up to each of us to find it within ourselves and then around us as a result. This year, we've been looking at how Ayurveda and yoga can support your experience of freedom in relation to yourself and to everything in life. This month, let's take a look at freedom in the kitchen and how practicing Ayurveda and yoga can allow you to truly enjoy the process of preparing food for yourself and your loved ones. First, take a moment to consider where your mind goes if you think about freedom in the kitchen. What feelings come up? Do you feel inspired, trapped, indifferent, or put out? It's easy to blame things outside of us for holding us back in life. Cooking takes too much time. It's not productive or useful. It's just a mechanical necessity and no fun. It's a woman's job and somehow less valuable than other activities. These are just some of the things that I've heard from people over the years. Understandable, considering how we've been programmed to think by the media and the commercial scientific approach about our food and eating. It's all about vitamins and minerals and proteins and carbs. The laboratory information about the food that has nothing to do with our bodies. Picking things apart to attempt to solve a problem doesn't address what happens when the food goes inside of us. So this approach is different from looking at all of the factors involved in food and eating as we do with a systemic, holistic approach. And this is the approach of the science of Ayurveda. Understanding that as human beings, we're a dynamic, holistic system just like all of nature. And it's not to be conquered, but to be worked with and nurtured to continue to support life. Think about that. It's a really different way to look at life and how we sustain life, particularly with food and preparing food. So consider that cooking for yourself and your loved ones is the key to health and longevity. It can make the difference between suffering from symptoms like bloating and gas and constipation and fatigue and anxiety and a whole bunch more, and feeling energized, creative, luminous, and really ready to contribute to the world. Taking time to cook will also save time spent trying to fix symptoms, time away from work, time in doctor's offices. It's well worth it. So let's take a look at cooking for health and well-being and using food as medicine. The most important thing is the energy we bring into the kitchen. The energy of the cook goes into the food. There's a real difference when something's made with love. Going into the kitchen with resistance results in this energy going into the food and then into you and your family. So you're feeding your families, friends, and yourself this attitude. Hmm. 
not what you were thinking, right? It sets up resistance and unconscious behavior around food and the whole idea of nourishing ourselves. It's not a great idea if you want strong immunity and vibrant health. Ayurveda specifically gives us guidance in the importance of our food for our health and longevity. The energy of the kitchen, where it's prepared, plays a big role, too. I just want to interject here how important it is to support natural farming practices for the food you buy, because this makes a huge difference in the energy that comes into your kitchen. Many of our clients experience some internal resistance to incorporating the practices of Ayurveda and yoga as a way of preparing and eating because it feels too different from what they've done in the past. It feels different than what others might be doing. And many times it's our own fear of not accommodating others that keeps us stuck in old ways, old ways of preparing food. And recently, I heard the word tradition tossed around with all kinds of foods. And they tend to be the foods that we are attached to. And many of which haven't been common for very long. Garlic, for example, it only became used daily in my adult life because of commercial introduction. Now, I know that's a little while, but not that many generations. And the items that we're so attached to are typically causing the most imbalance in our mental and physical health. In previous podcasts, I've talked about the mahagunas of tamas, rajas, and sattva. We become attached to the rajasic stimulating foods and the tamasic foods that will sit very heavy in us and tend to be not so fresh because these foods pump us up and then pull us back down in our mental and physical energy. And this creates suffering and a generally lower state of living. The energy of sattvic foods doesn't promote attachment. So let's review what a tradition is for a moment. Folks get together and start doing something. And then they keep doing it. It's only the meaning that we assign to it. This applies to the attitude and energy of the kitchen and food preparation. But human beings evolve whether we whether we fight it or not, change is something to embrace rather than fear. So the kitchen is a really great place to start making small changes so that it doesn't have to feel so scary. Little steps will be particularly helpful if you think your family or friends may have some resistance. And small steps add up and go a long way. So what if we get together now and we decide to do things differently? So let's do a meditation to shift the energy away from resistance to the kitchen and food preparation and attachment to old ways so that we can experience open-mindedness and creativity and fun in the kitchen. 
In other words, more freedom within. So close your eyes and imagine a chakra person out in front of you. That would be an image of your body that has the seven main chakras from the base of your spine to the top of your head. And as I make each of these statements, allow little white lights to light up on that chakra person. And it's okay, you don't have to see anything. You, don't, it, you just imagine it. And then after those little white lights light up, we use a rose, an image of a rose, and make it sticky. You need to be in kindergarten about this. And then we collect up the lights and dissolve the rose. And what you're doing is that you're clearing the charge off of these statements for yourself. Okay, so with your eyes closed still, the first one is to allow little white lights to light up on your chakra person that represent your resistance in the kitchen. Or maybe resistance to the kitchen at all. And you might just notice where those little white lights light up and how you relate to your body in those areas. And now create that rose, make it a sticky rose and collect up those little white lights representing that resistance in the kitchen and resistance to the kitchen. And then put the rose out in front of you at arm's length and go ahead and destroy the rose. And you can just light a match and dissolve it, or you can toss a little bomb at it, blow it up. And now have little white lights light up everywhere there is resistance to food preparation. And that would be if you have any expression about it, you know, that whether you feel just sort of empty about it or you feel negative about it, you feel disinterested, any kind of resistance to it being not only an integral part of life, but, but a very important one. Something that could represent nurturing and nourishment. And then create another rose and make it a sticky rose and use that sticky rose to collect up all those little white lights. And then put the rose out in front of you and go ahead and destroy the rose. Let it make sure you dissolve it completely or that it's completely dispersed. And then one more. Have little white lights light up on your chakra person everywhere you have attachment to the old ways of doing things, the old ways of preparing food. And then create another rose and use that rose to collect up those little white lights. 
put the rose out in front of you and destroy the rose. And then go ahead and destroy your chakra person. And then imagine a gold sun over your head. And in that gold sun, bring in the energy of creativity and clarity and some playfulness and self-love and love of the divine. And puff a hole in your gold sun and fill yourself up. And then gently open the eyes. So more sattva in your food means more sattva in you. Peace balance, harmony, and well-being. Cooking can be a sattvic dance that brings that balance and harmony into the meal as well as yourself. Sattvic food preparation allows you to feel well in your body and mind and more vibrant in daily living. And the kitchen environment needs to be sattvic to support that process. So now let's explore bringing sattva into the kitchen and the results that can come from it. So here are 11 steps that will change the energy of the kitchen significantly. Number one, only food preparation and cooking should go on in the kitchen. Move all the other activities elsewhere in, the, in your home. Number two, organize the kitchen to make it easy and appealing to reach the foods and the spices especially. Uh, so in other words, make it easy for you to, to grab things and to put things away. And number three, use beautiful simple tools made of natural materials that feel good in your hands. And number four, remove plastic tools, non-stick coated cookware, and use instead stainless steel, ceramic, cast iron, or clay pots. And you don't need to do all of this at once, but the, the, the more you do it, the, you'll see it feels better. And number five, stock sattvic whole foods and remove anything that's not good for you. And number six, remove anything that you no longer want to eat. Give it away or throw it away. Number seven, keep work surfaces clear and clean and have a little altar with something meaningful to you in the cooking space. Number eight, bring yoga into the kitchen. You know, the yoga practices are meant to have us come to know ourselves beyond the mind so we can have a peaceful mind in all of life including in the kitchen and the food. For example, chanting mantra while preparing food is a beautiful way to bring sattva into the kitchen and into your food. Number nine, one of Halipuli's staff uh, has a kitchen mantra. It's 
Start clean, stay clean. So when you're waiting for the next step in food preparation, such as heating up a pan or uh, waiting for some water to come to a boil, you clean up what has already been done. Not only does it create space in the kitchen, but it creates a beautiful flow where the entire time has purpose and the cleanup at the end is very simple. It's the sattvic dance. Sitting down to a meal with a clean kitchen is a real treat. Number 10. Allow yourself the space to create in the kitchen. Ayurvedic recipes are not as time-consuming as you might think. Following basic principles using prana-filled ingredients and a little courage is all it takes. Your attitude and the energy of the kitchen make all the difference in supporting you in that endeavor. And number 11, lastly, not tasting the food as you prepare it gives you the freedom to enjoy the meal when you sit down to it. Letting go of perfectionism and wanting to get things just right by tasting along the way, it puts your imbalances into the food and it weakens your agni. And that creates that creates arm or metabolic toxins in your system. And often, the cook is not able to enjoy the meal at all. So freedom from tasting, freedom from perfectionism, performance, and freedom from perpetuating imbalances in you and your family. This is freedom in the kitchen. The other really great thing about not tasting while cooking is that you get to practice using your intuition, your knowingness. The more we practice this, the more we're in our truth. Take a moment before starting the cooking process to tune in with yourself. Have a few relaxing breaths and ask what would bring balance to this meal. And then listen. It'll make it easier to select the best spices and cooking time. Expressing your creative essence through nourishment that originates from a sattvic kitchen is the greatest gift to yourself and to anyone else. So again, the energy you bring into the kitchen translates into the end result of the meal. If you're rushed or irritated, the meal ends up lacking in some tastes and might even cause bloating. If you're calm and appreciative of every ingredient, the path that it took to your plate, and its ability to nourish you, then it will support you to take more care in cooking and the meal tastes better. You'll feel more calm and content after eating. You may be a leader in the process of change and the evolution of humanity with the steps that you take for the health of yourself and your family with a sattvic kitchen. There's freedom in sattva, this energy of balance and harmony. We're all interconnected and each of our vibrations is affecting others. So now there's a space for a new view of yourself and freedom. Imagine a rose out in front of you. You can do that with your eyes open or closed. And let that rose represent your new attitude toward freedom. And particularly freedom in the kitchen. And let's put into that, 
rose, the qualities of sattva and ease and creativity and clarity and love. And then just imagine giving that rose a grounding cord to the center of the planet. Give it a big gold sun of high vibration energy. Plenty of brilliance. And then snip the stem of the rose and let it go out to the universe to come back to you. The tools of yoga and Ayurveda support us to take experiences as an opportunity to learn more about ourselves, about each other, and all of life. Feeling disempowered or helpless and hopeless, as so many children and teens feel these days, is greatly affected by the quality of the food they're consuming. It matters. Moving away from majestic and tamasic foods will have a huge impact on the family's ability to move through life. Taking steps for you to have freedom in the kitchen by cultivating sattva will give you the courage to make small changes. Changes that add up and bring a positive shift in you and your family's lives. If yoga and Ayurveda are fairly new for you, check out the previous episodes about the Mahagunas of Tamas, Rajas, and Sattva. I hope it will inspire you to go deeper into knowing yourself so that you can create the freedom you desire all through your life. Come to know your inner world to live your truth day by day. And the kitchen is a great place to practice. Until next time. In Ayurveda, we understand that we each have a unique constitution. Halipule's tridoshic approach is ideal for families and supports multiple constitutions. You can cultivate sattva in cooking, knowing that you're making meals that support everyone's constitution. Subtle adjustments may be required, but it doesn't need to be a stress point. To learn our tridoshic approach to create nourishing meals, join simple Ayurvedic cooking with Halipule. The recipes are easy, delicious, and will leave you feeling energized. And the link to join is in our show notes.